Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Rickert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Maybe a host, but I'm joined by a great crew of of people helping out here. So I'm just one little small part. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. I hope you're doing well today. We're doing okay here in Naples. Uh, uh, It's been one of those weeks. Been to the doctor. Um... Had some blood sugar issues, and now we're going to a whole new medicine and a whole new thing. And told the doctor, I said, you know, this probably wouldn't have been as bad if we hadn't missed a whole month of uh, medication. She said, that doesn't matter. And I said, I believe it does. But we weren't going to win that argument, but... uh, We're just kind of busy here working every single day, finding stuff to do. I finally fixed the TV that was broke for six months. We now have have speech on our cable box again. How I did it, God only knows, but it works. So we're there. It works, and 
But other than that, starting the new medication tomorrow, you have to start it in phases. You have to ramp up to it. So I'm a little apprehensive about that, but Jennifer is going to start on one, too. And um, we we will get to everybody's comments that, that calls in um, that, um, you know, have something to say on the legend. Um, if you're just a quick reminder, if we have a guest, like we have a guest coming up in a few minutes, and if we're talking about that topic, when you call in, don't go on two or three or four or five other topics, please, because we just need you to stay on that topic as long as that guest is answering questions. It's just good, good protocol. But that's all we ask, and we are ready to begin. Jennifer. How does this day find you? Pretty good, I think. Um, after battling over dosages and everything else, I'm maybe going to get back on the right track. Yeah, you might explain to them how transferring drugstores, they transferred some decimal points and messed up your thyroid medication and what the consequences of that are. Well, I mean, I know people probably think that we're always ranting about medicine and labeling and everything else. Well, for a long time, I've been taking the same dosage of my thyroid medicine, and I was taking the generic, and that was fine as far as it went. But when I went to the doctor last time, it had gone up really high, and it hadn't changed in years. And I thought, okay, she said, well, we're going to lower your dose. 200 micrograms instead of 125. Well, I thought that sounded high. I I went back through my Walgreens records because and because that's where I had my where I was taking the right dose and it was supposed to be 0.125. Well, when I transferred to Walmart they gave me their brand of the medicine, and they assured me that, oh, it's the same dosage. Well, they labeled the box in Braille, and I noticed that it said 125, and I thought, well, it's a small box. Maybe they didn't think they'd have enough room on the label to put three more characters. So I didn't think anything about it. And so CVS filled it the same way. So I've been taking this same dosage now for about six months. And anyway, to make a long story short, I found out that they've been giving me 125 micrograms instead of 0.125, which is way more. And it's a wonder that I didn't have really serious problems from doing that, because that's something that you're not supposed to just jump up like that. So, yeah, you've just got to be very careful. And the name of the medicine I'm taking is called Rebellus, R-Y-B-E-L-S-U-S. Rebelsus. Rebelsa? Okay. Rebelsus. I've seen it advertised on TV quite a bit. Oh, well, I don't know. I have, I've always taken metformin and don't know the difference. But I know when you take a month, it does make a difference on your blood sugar. Let's see. Let's go to Michael Loff. 
Oh, good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on here, actually. Uh, today, we're <clears throat> I got to go actually finally first meet my sleep doctor. I've never actually met him, uh, but I messed up because I did not use my sleep apnea machine enough in the first three months. So now I'm like, well, if you're going to have insurance cover that, you either have to do another sleep study. And you within the first three months, you have to use it a month, 88 hours or 22 days. Actually, both of those have to, criteria have to be met. So dealing with that and um, also trying to make sense of these new election laws here in Indiana and the May 3rd primary, blind voters will be able to vote either via email with a PDF form, which who knows if it'll be accessible or they can fax or you can have someone assist you of your choosing, whereas in the past it had to be someone certified. But even with all these, you still have to include a document and you have to contact your county clerk and i just have a feeling with all the different counties that some of the clerks aren't going to be up to speed so i normally vote in person so i want to try this email thing just to help and you know try to thwart technical issues because if we don't have tech savvy people and advocates get involved and the courts will have nothing to work with they ruled on march 9th that these accommodations had to be made available due to a lawsuit brought by the american council of the blind of indiana so we got that going on, and uh, other than that, just uh, we'll talk about it a little later. I launched a new website, lawfare.com, last week, and we got 1,100 visits in the first day, and we're over 2,000, and people seem to like it and keep coming back, so we're very excited about it and getting good suggestions and input. So that's what we got here. We'll be talking about that the next few minutes. So stay tuned for that, and then we've got more of your input coming up this hour. So we've got a filled full hour. Let's go to, oh my, let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know him as Radio Tim. We know him as Radio Silent right now because I'm not hearing Tim. Uh, I'm, I'm we, here. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, well, Actually, I've got a setting that's wrong on my new phone, and so things are smaller than they should be, and I'm not sure how to fix that. But, like, buttons seem to be smaller than they used to be. Buttons are so, smaller? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like there's more stuff crowded in the screen than there should be. So yeah. I'll have to look at settings and see what I can find anyway but otherwise things are going well um, twins home opener got postponed Friday because we're having horrible weather <laughs> rain and snow mixed and uh, today it's supposed to get up to around 40 uh, tomorrow I think they're saying 37 so they uh, decided to postpone the game till Friday. So they play the Mariners. And uh, let's see, what else? Um, I've got my countdown from 1959 coming up this week. So if you're into those, that's what it is. And uh, hope everyone else is doing well. And You have a show but, coming uh, up, don't you? What, Chris and Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my regular show at 11. <laughs> and I'll follow you at 1 o'clock today. So, yep. it's going to be a long day today. So, 
Thank you, Tim. Let's go to Chris and Dave, speaking of them. Well, we're doing well. It's going to be in the 50s here today, and it's raining, of course, and it's going to be raining, and it's going to be raining. And then it's going to cool off a little more and then warm up next week, and they're promising us dry spring weather. So that's a good thing. We do have a demo today on something that's not real expensive, which ought to make people happy, doesn't require batteries, and does not use a smartphone. So stay tuned. I'm not interested. (laughs) No. (laughs) Non-tech, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So you do have a demo in the second hour, yeah. Yeah, we do. It's it's short, but we do have one. Well, let me get my tomatoes and corn on the cob out. Okay. There you go, because it's a salt dispenser. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You talk to it and it pours the salt. No, will. Who, will. who knows? I mean, who knew things could be interesting in dispensing salt? But it is. If you say so, but we're looking forward to it. And you'll make it very interesting. You and Dave always do. We save the best for last. Go ahead, Jeff. (laughs) I don't know about that. I'll say good morning to everybody and good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're all living. There's nothing really exciting going on. I did uh, notice something that they made a change to the Walgreens app for my pharmacy uh, because I had to, you know, I had to pick up my prescriptions. And, of course, they they can get delivered. And the delivery part of that app was not accessible, and I go to check it out today, and it is accessible, and I have my delivery coming. My blood pressure medication and my cholesterol medications are going to be delivered to me today, which is pretty good. So I thought that's okay. I mean, uh, I didn't ask. I didn't I didn't complain about it to them, but someone obviously did, and they, um, you know, unless it's because they upda- I updated my iPhone to, the, to uh, the latest operating system, but I don't think that's the issue, so... And if you're looking at QVC, I just got a notice on my phone from QVC saying that there are pot stickers on sale, and I'm wondering if today is one of those cooking days. I haven't really checked the channel out today, but uh, but I know there's going to be food involved, so I'll have to take a look at it uh, later on today. So well, that's, all that's, that's where the salt dispenser came from. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Jeff, you, how are you getting your prescription delivered from Walgreens? Oh, did we go away? Are you here? I don't know what happened to Jeff. I don't oh. hear no Jeff. No, no, I'm here. Oh, they're going to deliver up by FedEx, I believe. Okay, but what did they, is this a new service they've just started? No, they've always had it, but what happens is you'd click on the on the activate the delivery mode and it wouldn't activate. The, bu- the buttons weren't working. And do they charge so, you for this service? No, it's free delivery. Hmm. Um, I, I have enough medication, so it doesn't matter. I will put the order in this morning. I'll probably get the delivery on Friday, which doesn't bother me. That's not that's not a problem for me because yeah. they always they always subscribe the medication. I always have plenty on hand before the renewal, anyway. Well, that's good. All right. Um, does anybody else have anything before Michael? You ready to get started with your present? We'll talk a little bit about. Loftware.com? Sure. Um, you have really put together a top-notch website, and I'm going to, um, I suppose we could pull it up. Um, Jeff, you, do you have on screen, do you want to pull it up, or do you want me to? Well, I thought Mike would want to do that, because he's, okay. uh, he's demonstrating his site. Do you want to pull it up and put JAWS in? To put, can you do that? You're up, 
or I can have or a NDDA or I can do it or it doesn't matter. Oh uh, yeah, I need a minute I guess to get that set up, but so I normally because I do recording and things where I don't want to hear my screen reader. Uh, you know, in the event, I just thought because uh, only I know the site, but I thought maybe because you wrote it, you you probably be would be a better way of, of demonstrating it. Um, so, yeah, I, I I could do that. I didn't really think it needed that kind of. Well, do uh, I mean? I, you're, you're the guest. I could talk about what the site covers, what it offers, and okay. Uh, <clears throat> but essentially, uh. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you had a question. I'll just give a quick overview, and then we'll see what things people want to know. But essentially, I set up a website to catalog all known accessible Windows software. And that's the whole thing we could get into about what is accessible, what is the definition, what is and what is not accessible. But for basic purposes, we're talking about you know software that can be used with a screen reader, be that JAWS or NVDA or Microsoft's built-in narrator in Windows. So the website is lawware.com. That's not just my last name, L-A-U-F, but that word is German, which means to run. So again, software to run your computer. So L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. Now, what we have basically is about 28 categories. And I'm not, I don't know I'm going to list all of them, but, you know, they're listed alphabetically. You've got audio uh, players, which would be things like Winamp or VLC Media Player, and you got backup software, and uh, you got browsers. I list all six known Windows web browsers that are accessible. Uh, currently, what I know as far as two email options being Thunderbird and Outlook. And, and so without getting all those specifics, I'll just say we have 28 categories of software. And then I have a section called Software News, where I specifically focus on some applications uh, that are accessible, that are pretty awesome, powerful. A lot of people may not know about them. Uh, one I'm sure Jennifer would like uh, called Bibos, B-I-B-L-O-S. That's a text editor with all kinds of commands, including Braille translation and built-in OCR. That's right, a free option for reading things if you have a scanner. So there's just a lot of different content like that on the website. And then I have some, I tried to highlight some specific areas like I have a page called All Software uh, that, that has all the categories and right now about 200 different Windows programs that people can use. And uh, then I have an area called Top 40 Software. These are 40 of what I think are some of the best Windows programs, at least based on the stuff that I like to do in Windows. Now, that's going to vary for different people, but it's just a place to get you started if you really just don't know like what's out there or what's some cool stuff. You can look at that and I bet you'll find one or two things that you like. Another thing I've come up with is called Portable. And what that means is this is software that you can download, and you don't really have to install it on your computer. You can just run it you know, from a directory on your computer. You can copy it to a USB drive. So, for example, if you're going to go work on someone's computer, like I know Bill has done many a times, you could put all the software you need on your one little USB stick, take it to their computer. You can even have a portable version of NVDA to run that screen reader if you want and different web browsers and all the things that you would use to work and maybe fix someone's computer or just whatever. Maybe it's your mom's computer and you just need to use it because you're visiting, and but you don't want to install things and, and mess up the way that they have things laid out. So you could do that with this portable software. Another big thing that I really added on this last weekend after the website had already launched was keyboard shortcuts. I have over 52 different programs. So maybe you use software and you want to know like, what are the hotkeys to make it do this? 
uh, or that? Or what is it capable of doing that I could do with the keyboard instead of having to go and look through the menus or drag your mouse around the screen? And so we found all kinds of stuff. I was amazed. I found a great website. I have to give kudos to them. It's called shortcutworld.com. So if you ever need keyboard shortcuts for a, a program that you're using, uh, if it's in any way at all popular, that website probably has it, shortcutworld.com. It's a great tool that I found through doing this work. Give um, us some so, examples of, of shortcuts. Can you give us a few of those? <clears throat> well, we, uh, all the Office programs, Word, Outlook, Excel, PowerPoint, um, Thunderbird email, uh, the web browsers, Firefox, Chrome, Grub has like 145 different shortcuts. So I was amazed. Didn't know that there's so many different things you could do just with, uh, you know, hotkeys or what they call keyboard shortcuts on your computer. So, uh, and then we also added this last weekend, I added two pages, one for Microsoft, specifically for their software, Windows 10 or 11 and Office and um, some information about using Narrator. And again, all related keyboard shortcuts. So that's what I'm doing now is adding those keyboard shortcuts next to the program. So, if you get the program, you can also get the hotkeys to use with that program. And we did one for Google because there's a lot of different Google things out there. And there's Gmail and, of course, Google Meet and, um, you know, all the different suite of products, Docs, and all Shades the things that some people use in the workplace. So that's a really quick overview of what the site does. We've added an email list uh, that people can subscribe to. And that way, if you wanted to stay up, I'll post announcements of new things that I'm adding to the website. It's not a discussion list. I didn't really want to go there. I want to keep it kind of low traffic. It's a so couple it's an times announce a week. only list, right? Yes, announce only. So uh, it'll only be things that I want to share, and uh, that way we keep it low traffic. <clears throat> and, What's uh, that cost? Pardon? What's it cost to go to Loftware.com and well, take advantage of the software? Well, the software, I mean, the website is free. Some of the software... Most of it is free, but not all of it. Some of it is paid software. I don't want to exclude software that people charge for because, and in most cases, I list the price. Now, not all do I list the price, but I usually do specify so you'll know. And then what I do with each one, it links you directly to the web page where you can download the software. I don't do direct, what I call direct downloads, where I actually link and you just click on it and it automatically downloads. There's a couple I did, I think like Winamp, because it's really not technically, there's not technically a website for it anymore at least as of now. But generally, I take you to the web page, and I do that because, A, that way the version gets updated. You always get the latest version, and you'll be able to read about the software. You know, they explain much more detail what that software does, and you can decide if it's for you. I try to put a, enough of a description on each link so that you understand what the software is, what its purpose is. And I try to categorize, you know, the software so that you'll know what, what it's, what it's designed to do. If it says utilities, you know, that's a variety of different tools for fixing or repairing your computer or... Uh, I was so, going to say, be careful with some of those utilities for fixing the computer. But for the most part, I guess they're okay. But Yeah, I really only stick with stuff that I personally recommend and use. So, yeah. Yeah, you do have to be careful because you you could possibly do damage if you don't implement something correctly. But... Generally, I link to things like I have one for, uh, it's called Uninstaller, and it is the best tool i found for getting rid of programs because just to add remove programs in Windows doesn't really do a very good job with that. No, it doesn't. So um, we acknowledge your hand there, Beth, so we'll get to you in just a moment. Um, 
there's just just a ton of it's kind of like a reference or the bible of accessible software so i know we all use our smartphones and we we really use that a lot and jennifer and i have something coming up on a new phone that we're going to team up and demo but this is kind of like the if you have a laptop or a desktop and maybe something that you can't imagine you might need or you would would want to use it's right there jeff do you know some examples of software that you use that well I don't know if it's, I haven't gone through all of your software, but one of my favorite pieces of software, and it's still being made, even though it's, I'm using version 9, it's, they're, on, they're on version 11 because they really haven't updated it, but it works. I my, my favorite piece of software is something I use for all things radio, and it's called Replay Radio. Um, and I can download a stream, digitally download the stream, and download whatever, and, and convert it to a, to a format that I can use later. And I can schedule a recording. So, for example, I'm recording the coffee club. So, if Bill says to me, "Hey, Jeff, do you have a copy of today's coffee club? It didn't work on my end, and I need to post it up from the podcast for the podcast." I can say, "Yes, I have it," and I can put it into the Dropbox folder that Bill and I share. Or, um, or you know, that's that that's one of the things that I that I use it for. And of course, I have, I use a lot of recording program. And Mike knows already that he's probably. Ha- I know you probably have it on your on your page as well. Virtual recorder is another very good digital recorder for the computer. I can't tell you how valuable that is. And that one is free. F R E E free. You can't get better than free. that. Free com. That's Jeff Jeff's favorite website. But they're just <laughs> Michael. Well, you, my, my, yeah, you mentioned oh. that first one, Mike, the text editor. What was that called again? I have a few really cool ones up there, but this one is from Italy. It's, I think it's pronounced Bibos. In other words, it has a silent L. It's B-I-B-L-O-S, but I believe it's pronounced Bibos. That's the one and, you can Braille transcribe? and. Yes, there's two pieces of software you get with it. One that's right, your text editor, and you do Braille transcription. And then there's another download right there, another piece of software you install, that adds the OCR capability to it, and it does work. I mean, you actually have free OCR use with your scanner and then you can take those documents and convert them to braille if you want or uh it's got a lot of international things like right to left reading and i think you can do greek translations and it's, it's a pretty powerful little piece of software uh so but you said right to left i mean that's you could for example you could probably do hebrew with that thing that's <clears throat> right yeah i know their emphasis was greek but right any of the languages that, that read from right to left but see now Here's I want to cover a couple other things, one of which is part of the reason I'm doing this is because I want different people to share things they're using. I'm just one person, and I found 200, but there's a lot of things I don't know about or didn't think about. Like, for example, I yet, but we'll change that today, but I do not have replay radio up there. It's just not something that I use, and I didn't think about adding that. <clears throat> so what helps me is when people take the time, I have a form on there that says share software You know, we're not aware of or let us know about new, new software you're using. Uh, so I hope people will take advantage of that and uh, share things, and then we get that added. So it's a community effort that will really make this project do amazing things and help us find all kinds of software that any of us individually could not, you know, come across because there's just so much out there. What about so that brings up a couple radio. things I wanted to talk oh, about, like yeah. one of which is 
when you say the word accessible, what does that mean? That means different things to different people, right? And I'll give an example. Uh, I have some software for what we call screen sharing. So if you want to take pictures of your screen, maybe you need to share it with someone, or maybe you want to make a video or a demo on how to use a piece of software. Well, I had one program up there, and some of these work that way, where you launch, you know, you click on the shortcut on your desktop, and nothing appears to happen. But what really happens is the software comes up, and since it's, since it's recording your screen, it obviously doesn't want to record itself, so it's hidden. And so you would go to your system tray, and you would bring it up, right-click on it, and then you could set the settings, like where you want it to save the files and what hotkey you want to use to start stop recording. So, you know, so then you ask yourself, well, is that accessible? Some would, a lot of people would say it's not because it's not really intuitive how you would use that. But then if Michael Loft takes time and explains what you have to do to make that work, then does that make it accessible? So that's a kind of a tricky question because what this is stuff that I started as a hobby I did about 10 years ago. So Loftware has been around for a while. It originally was put up in 2012. It was what I used to teach myself how to build websites. And so some of the software was up there, but it didn't have really no descriptions or anything. I just said Winamp, whatever, you know, SoundForge, whatever. Just put a software in no descriptions and just did it to teach myself how to do websites. And so a lot of it worked. Some of it was broken, but I updated it all, went through, added descriptions. And this was inspired by something uh, a few episodes back on the Mosin at Large podcast. Jonathan Mosin made the statement that imagine if each of us uh, kind of did one thing to share our skills and talents with the world, how maybe we could make the world a better place. And I thought, well, this is something I could do. I've been thinking about it for a while. And, you know, I, I, it's a passion of mine. Bill knows. When we yeah. get together, I go, well, you want my software collection? You know, here's what I got now. I got all kinds of new stuff. And it's just something that I'm passionate about. Uh, for example, uh, the website did not have any games. But uh, a friend of mine, Abby Fleener, uh, I said, do you know all the gaming sites that blind folks are using? And she sent me eight of them. So I created about nine pages so that now if you're into, you know, playing games on your Windows computer, we've got links to that. I can't really comment on it if you ask me for support. In fact, I even stated in there that you should reach out to the actual websites because it's not something that I do. So I don't really have a broad understanding of gaming for the blind because it's not something that I do personally. But that's what I really hope that will come from a community effort is I'll learn about things that we didn't know about. And, uh, you know, it's one of my next thing will be getting into tutorials and training and so i've set up an account at pinecast i'm going to start doing a podcast i'm trying to work out the details on what that's going to look like i'm i'm imagining maybe having a meeting in zoom where you have questions and answers uh, where people could ask things or email in questions and then myself and some other knowledgeable windows users can address those uh, maybe do one software demo each week and just kind of you know just highlight because as you said a lot of people have gone to their phones and that's okay um, you can do a lot of things on your phones, but some folks still need or want to use a desktop Windows or laptop Windows computer uh, to do some of the things that you can't do, or maybe they find easier because of the use of a full keyboard, uh, although you can put up a keyboard on your Mac or, or iOS Android device. But So, you know, we're just going to see where this project goes, and it's going to depend on the community and the involvement that I get. What I would love to do, here's my big dream world vision, if it could happen. I would love to build together a community of people with my passion for different types of systems. So, so for example, we could have a website that would not only be Windows, which this is what 
I focus on, but also the Mac and Android and iPhone and Linux and, you know, the, the Amazon, the whatever they call it, the Fire OS. And so that all these different accessible systems out there that we could spotlight different programs or applications to use on those systems. So that takes a lot of work. It would be uh, a you know, number of people greater than myself. But if there were people with those passions and wanted to cover those different, especially I've already had requests for Android. So if I do expand, that's probably one of the immediate areas only because iOS is already kind of covered pretty well with Apple Vis. Not that I couldn't do my own, but really, if you're going to promote those things, you have to be tested every so often, and you know, accessibility changes and things come and go. And you know, if I put up a bunch of apps and said they're all accessible, maybe one day they're broken, just as we've had with Uber and, and you know, DoorDash, which might be broken on the iPhone but work on the Android. So it's such a moving target, and things are coming and going. But I would love to have a system to really promote everything out there that's accessible. And another thing I'd like to do in that big grand world vision is actually create and have like annual accessibility awards and reach out to these authors who have made their tools, their software accessible and give them credit for and accolades and just kind of promote the concept of accessibility that look, there are things that you can do to make your software accessible and there are people who benefit from that. And I just think that would be a really, I think uh, Jonathan Mosen used the word epic. That would be a really epic thing to accomplish and that may not happen so i want to be realistic about what we can do so right now we're starting with just promoting windows programs and you know i hope it will give people links and resources to things they didn't know about i think the keyboard shortcuts will be a big thing the other new category i'm going to create is what we call cloud services because i was focused specifically on software that you download to your computer but these days you know people are doing things online you literally don't have the software you're going in with your web browser and you're doing everything online. That could be all the Google services. That could uh, technically, you know, be your, what used to be Office 365. It's actually now called Microsoft 365. Uh, so you're saving your documents online. So that way, if something happens to your computer, you know, everything's still backed up. Uh, you know, a service like the Zoom called CleanFeed, where you can talk to other people and broadcast quality audio. So there's a lot of what are called cloud services. They're not actually things you install. They're just online software websites that you log into. So, you know, Mike, uh, one of the biggest uh, programs that I found, and I know you have it on, I believe you have it on your uh, on your website, is uh, that uh, that Nathan Tech has so many things out there. But the best thing he has is, I think, is the best thing. And I know Bill uses a, a, his, the, uh, I forgot you, what, what you use, uh, I forgot, uh, Luna, uh, is Luna oh, RSS. Luna, yeah. yeah. That is really, if you into RSS, which is really simple syndication, that is the creme de la creme. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect. But if you like to download podcasts or you like to just listen to them, it really is pretty a pretty good piece of work. I don't, I don't know how much yeah, you use the, it, Mike, The news feeds are great, too. Uh, let's get to a question real quick here. She's been waiting. Her arm is curved over, and it's almost fallen down. Beth, are you still there? Yes. Am I unmuted now? Yes, you are. You awesome. have something to talk about the device, About the topic. Website? You bet. Yes, Mike. Right. I was just looking at it. And, oh, my goodness, I think it's awesome. It's definitely, I, I just went down through the, the 28 links that you had there for the different software, the different programs, and I can vouch for you. It is definitely blessedly accessible. I, I, I can for sure vouch for you on that. And you well, know, I, you, yeah, I know the website's accessible because I built it, but, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about the actual software, some of the software itself. You know, it's like, 
some of it, most of it is 100%, but there's some where maybe there's occasional buttons and things that aren't labeled. So at what point do I not? Right. Well, I was going to get into one of them, but I was afraid that if I did, I wasn't, it was going to take me a little bit louder, uh, louder, right? Hello. Longer to get out and, and go and unmute. <laughs> but, well, sometimes I guess that can happen. But I'm just really excited about this website, though. No, it stands out. Different software. (laughs) Mike's done a lot for me on the websites. And this is one of the best sites I've ever seen. Uh, Any other questions, Beth? You know, I'm just trying to think certain things that I was wanting to talk about sometime. You you can do that in just a few minutes. Okay. You most certainly, if you're there, you can talk, talk, talk. Oh, good. All you want. So, hey Mike, uh, uh, one, one thing you have on your website, which we haven't talked about because I'm afraid to even bring it up because people are going to want we can demonstrate it, but uh, is you have a, you have radio on your website. It's not internet radio as you know it, but it's uh, radio receivers that people have put online called from the service called Kiwi. And yes, think- I'm calling that an experimental project right now. But yeah, if you go to lawfor.com/radio, what I've I've linked to a few just to get you started, but I also put two other websites or web pages that have a lot more radios but and we talked about this on here coffee club but these are radios that you can actually tune they're in other places throughout the world and you can actually listen to them and tune up and down the dial uh right now it seems to be limited to am and shortwave kind of frequencies below 30 megahertz and some of the radios really aren't too good and by that what i mean is you know, they're plugged into their computer equipment. They don't really have a good antenna. They're just kind of noisy. But So we tried to find some that really pick up a lot of stations. And the main ones I have now are in the U.S. I need to go back through when time permits and find some really good radios. I was hoping Jeff would help with that. You know, I will help with that. Some in the U.K. and Australia. And yeah, just some I can that, do that. That have yeah. really good reception and quiet, and they pick up a lot of stations, so we can add those. Mike says he's charging me for hogging that part of his website. Yeah, I see the radio numbers are going up substantially. So one of the things I thought, I better, before I even start this project, install something that gives me statistics so I can see what pages people are visiting, how many unique people are coming, and how many are coming back for more. Uh, so I see what things are popular, and it's very helpful because then I can see them from highest to lowest so I can tell what pages are the most important so I know where to put my efforts. I used to do that all the time with... Uh BellSparks.org and the radio stations. I knew what stations were getting hit and what categories, so we used to do that all the time. Do we have any other questions about how many people went to this station or that one? Do we have any more questions about... Yeah, we do have. We we have Gail and we have Fran. And Gail, if you have something to talk about related to Mike's topic, uh, can you unmute yourself, please? Um, I just have a question. Could someone send me an email with the link? Are you, your... on, the, are you on the Coffee Club email list? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I get these announcements, but I'm not sure if I'm on the list or not. Otherwise, uh, Yes, if you get the announcements right after the show, well, we'll make sure you get one. It's, so if you if someone could send me an email with the link and then I can check it out myself and do what I need to do. Okay. okay thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. All right, we got four hands already. Get the second. Fran, you're next. Fran Avila, go ahead. Can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, here I am. Um, 
Mike, I think that it's fantastic that you're doing that you've done this and because um since I'm not working or going to school anymore, uh, you know, I, I it's like there's no classes in these things. Um and you know, so this is a wonderful resource. I may actually start using my computer again. I've been mostly using my phone for things, but um, there are some things I want to get back into doing. And so this is fantastic. And I also wanted to ask about music players. What do you think is the best, most accessible um, music player? I've been having some trouble with Winamp. And um, so I'm just curious about, you know, whether to try to get Winamp again or get something else. Well, Winamp's good, but uh, if, if it's not meeting your needs, probably the one that seems to do the most once you learn how to use it is called VLC and that's why I listed it first on the on the audio players page because it does all kinds of things but with that I guess it's a greater complexity of you know trying to go through and figure out how to do all of those things I think Jeff has adopted VLC but uh, I don't I use it as a matter of fact I have found I shouldn't tell you this but I have found that there are ways to actually use that player, that that software, to record what you're listening to, and it does work. Although it 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 doesn't it doesn't necessarily tell you that you're recording, but you got to figure it out. But it does work, and I'll have to talk to you about that sometime off air, Mike. Oh well, we have a recorders page, so there's there's definitely. I didn't put VLC on that specific page. We write VLC can record what you're doing, and even if you're watching TV with it, or uh, but yeah, we found quite a few things that can record if you just want to capture the sound wow. coming out of your computer so that is nice um i had sorry about the lawn equipment in the background here um let's see they've been messed me up let's see oh i had um ah, i had another question the lawnmowers blew it out of my mind i well, guess i will come back bring it back oh well, well, i know it okay. wasn't a question it was a comment i wanted to comment a little bit on accessibility and yeah, you're right. It means different things to different people. Some people want to be able to go home, plug something in, use it automatically, or you know they just won't use it. And sometimes, the, you know, most of the time it doesn't work that way. You go home, you plug it in, and you have to learn how to use it. You can't, you know. So, um, I mean, we used to. You know, not being like, well, back when I was a kid, but we used to have to figure out sometimes how to make things accessible for ourselves because we didn't have, um, you know, a lot of the great stuff that's that's out now. But, um, you know, sometimes it just takes a little workaround to make something accessible. And I think a lot of people, you know, want, including me sometimes, I want instant accessibility. I want to know how to do something right now. Um, you know, but I think this is great that you have this. So one maybe I'll even might, start using my thing, computer again. Yeah. One thing you might find with some of the software, and I can't say all of it, but some of the software, if you go to their page, a lot of the software will let you try it out for a specific length of time in what they call demo mode, and that gives you an idea if if you can use it. If you if you if you if you don't want to take a chance on buying something that may not work, you can you can you can use it in in demo mode in Fran to uh Oh that's fantastic. This is great, yeah. And yeah, I, I really appreciate this. This is great. Thank you. Anyway, Fran. that's all I have to say. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Dave R, you have your hand raised. I figured you want to say something. Uh, I probably sure couldn't you're... get in otherwise. <laughs> you couldn't get in otherwise, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. 
he didn't have his hand raised. That was an accident. Okay. Oh. Well, well. Then the next one is Alan Ramos. Alan, can you uh, unmute yourself, please? I'm unmuted. Yes, you are. Go ahead. I have a question regarding the uninstaller tool, you know, the program removal tool. I haven't used it, but I did download it up. Okay. I'm sorry, what, what you were saying about well, it. Well, what is your question, my Alan? My question is uh, how well does this uninstaller tool work? Yes, an install tool works very well. That's why I recommend it. I turned Bill onto it a few years okay. ago. And it has something that if, if you have software that sometimes you get what I would call hostile software that just yes. won't allow itself to uninstall okay. this, you could do what's called force remove. Okay. And uh, so, but you have to be careful because, you know, if you just go grab anything that says, oh, we, we can uninstall anything, well, it can also corrupt your computer. So you want software that really knows okay. how to uninstall and get rid of specifically that program and the stuff that it installed without damaging your other software. Yep. And that's what this uninstall tool does. It's okay. to me one of my top pieces of software. So that's why if you just have no idea at all, I recommend starting with my page called Software Top Forty. Yes. I always hear Casey Kasem in my head when I hear that this is the software top forty. I know Mike um, sometimes I had software I couldn't remove, you know, especially antivirus software, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And Alan, that's a, real stubborn to remove. Yes. Some of that stuff that's supposed to protect your computer, I would argue does more harm than good. Yeah. Um, and, and beware that some of these software removal programs that you can get install spyware on your computer as well and mike you've heard you know that as well so. they sure do yes so oh yes I, but, jennifer knows that story <laughs> mike yeah. i'm really impressed on your website um when i happened to put it i put it in my bookmark and i'm really impressed with it because um it's not a website that that's that it's easy to use so. Yeah, I have a page called Security, and I link to a couple things on there, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, like a lot of people, I use the built-in Windows Defender, uh, but I do give three other pieces of software, you know, including malware bytes and a couple others. If, if you think you have malware on your computer that, that Windows by itself is not getting rid of. And the other two things I put on there are what are called password managers, which I don't use perhaps like I should, but there's there's tools you can do that, you could put all your passwords, and so they're all encrypted, and all you have to do is remember one major password that you make sure you never forget, and then you could use it and have complex passwords on all your different websites and, wow. uh, to kind of protect yourself a little bit more. So instead of using, because otherwise, you know, we by nature are going to use the same password or something very close to the same password on all our different sites, and then if one gets hacked, uh, you know, then, then we can be in trouble. Yeah. By the way, be aware of Skype, and I am really upset with Microsoft on this one because uh, my Skype subscription renewed without me knowing it. I mean, it, no, they told me that it renewed when I got the email, but they should have given me an email message beforehand. You are so many days away from renewal. If you'd like to cancel your subscription, you know, fine. I was paying $30, $30 a year for Skype's phone service, but I don't really need it anymore. So I went to the Skype website and, and uh, unchecked that, so that won't auto-renew anymore. So... Yeah. One of those things that I, I don't like is when the when it auto renews, it doesn't tell you that it's going to do that. Well, that happens all yeah. the time. That's a uh. major problem. Now, there's some tools that claim to help you do that. There, there's a website and there's an iOS app you can get that you put in all the entities you have subscriptions for, and you decide you don't want that subscription, and it goes and helps you make sure to get those. Uh, I had that problem really bad when I was using online dating sites. So some of them do it because it's not it's unethical, but it's not a violation of the law. And, you know, again, the laws, they protect the yeah. 
course, the banks, they, you know, they, they want that billing. That's more money for them, more money through the credit cards and so forth. So, yeah, we have to be vigilant about making sure our subscriptions don't renew. There's a, another service, and again, I can't think of the name of these, but you're giving me ideas of things to add to the website down the road. But there's one that you can use for credit cards, and you can get credit cards that like will only work for one service, uh, one-time use card. So you do something online, and you... You know, I know Bill's gotten burned by that, and you automatically renew, and you didn't want to. But this way, the card only works once, so that way it can't happen. Or you have one card for one website, one service, like Skype, as you mentioned, and that way you just cancel that card, and you don't have to worry. If they won't play hardball, they hide those links to get, you know, to unsubscribe to the service, cancel your renewal service, and they do it intentionally. They make it hard. Hope people will just go away and just pay it. Here's Uh, another one, quick one. What if, what if you have a piece of old software that you've been using and it really still works and there's really nothing wrong with it, but you've forgotten this and you're, you're gonna put, you want to put it on another computer, but you don't have the key to enable it? Well, there are, webs- there are programs that, that, will, uh, that will give you all the keys to all of your programs. So you can put that in a file and you can put it somewhere so you'll know to remember what that key is. I mean, that, that, that's not bad. I, I kind of like that idea, but uh, I don't know if it would get out to anyone else. But, I mean, I know I, know I would never remember the activation code for replay radio nine however i have it in a file but but if there's a program that you can keep keep all those together that's kind of cool that's too. great we've got a question about captcha uh, do we have any but uh, we have we have one hand with a 501 area right code. we'll get to that in one second but okay. we have an email about captcha do you have anything okay, about captcha the- on your i haven't really talked about it uh, i don't think any of my sites require it but the the prevailing captcha as of now I think it's pretty doable, except unless maybe you have hearing loss. Yeah. But the way most of them work now, almost every website I go to, it says, you know, checkboxes, check, I'm not a robot. And then you select that. And then uh, it, there's a button that says audio capture. It says press play. And you tab once. And then you type in what you, the words you can make out from the audio that it plays. And that seems to work pretty well. It used to be that... It, it would bypass the captchas if you like were using Google Chrome, but see Google got in trouble for that because they said you can't say that if you're logged in to your Google account that that you know that was a what do you want to call it a, a a bias right? It was like showing favoritism. If Google said okay, if you're logged in your Google account, you don't have to worry about captchas anymore. So they had to change that and make that the same for everyone, but. I find it to be pretty doable, but you might, you know, before you do it, you might have to turn up your speaker and you might not be exactly sure what they said. So you could either have it create a new one, uh, but it seems to work. And even now, PayPal on your iPhone does the same thing. Now, before you can log in, you got to do solve one of those audio captures. So I really do feel for people with hearing loss. And even though I've had some hearing loss, I just know to turn it up a little bit more. And if I'm not 100% sure, I could just guess what I thought it said, and it seems to work pretty good. So Sometimes if you find a capture that's not accessible, you can use the JAWS OCR reader that it will sometimes it work. It's, I'm not saying it works all the time, guys, but sometimes if, if, you, can, if you can figure out where that image is, and you can on some browsers like Brave does, you can, you can right-click on that image, copy to the clipboard, and use the JAWS Picture Smart. And you'll find that that might be that that will occasionally work. I'm not saying it does all the time, but it can work sometimes. Another suggestion I have is to try again, because a lot of times they're a little quite a bit different. The different when when you get a new captcha, 
and uh, they'll be much easier to understand than the one that you originally got. You are correct, Tim. So, Sometimes yeah, they're just bad, it, and you just and want these, to just... these programs that we're selling it to you, oh, we can solve it, CAPTCHA be gone, and whatever the other one was, they just didn't work. Well, and, maybe it was more, you're right, they no. didn't work, and it was more needed at that time. It seems more standard now, where people, at least the places I'm going, all seem to use kind of the same one, which I think google has their hand in uh so it seems to work and but that's the key is so it's a, it is a pain but it is a three-step process where you check the boxes i'm not a robot and it used to be some of them would detect if you had a screen reader and that was all you had to do but now usually you still have to press audio captcha and then press space on the play button and then tab once and type in what you think it said and, and you know, go on to the next. So, well, on the site I went to yesterday, it depends on what browser you use. Because one browser, you could check the box that said "I'm not a robot" and have done with it, and it wouldn't make you do it. And the other one, you could check. You had to have multiple correct audio challenges. That was brave, but the other one, Edge, you didn't have to. So go figure. Go one figure. of the reasons that Brave does that, Bill, is because Brave blocks out a lot of stuff that. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Mike. You don't get any airware. You don't get any other stuff. But sometimes it blocks out so much that the site that you're going to wants to know what, how to, it eliminates or impedes on how it can perform, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sure. Well, like why six- don't they ask you a math problem or something? Because a computer <laughs> wouldn't be able to do that. Well, but, but some of them, Jennifer, they hire people in India for like 10 cents an hour or something crazy like that. And they can, just for a couple pennies, they can enter that. So they want to try to take that factor out of it. I don't know. It's And, and be aware also, Jennifer, that, that more there's going to be a lot, that everything is going to, if you want it, like two-factor authorization. So, for example, when I log into my chart for my medical records on my computer, there's two-factor authorization. So... I put my user ID in and I put my password well, that's in. that's fine. This site, they sent me a code to verify that it was me, and I still had to do CAPTCHA, so. Yeah, I agree. Some, you know, I, I agree with you, Jennifer, because some of them, for security, they're punishing the actual users and really not stopping the problem. But the other overkill. thing, like you said, um, the thing with the math problem is the bots are getting so smart that if it says 9 plus 8, you know, right, it, right. the bot can even figure out that that 17 still get in. So that's why you don't see those too much anymore. Uh, They're on to it. Um, let's see. We have one from 501 yeah. in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, it's Sharon. Okay. I believe. Go ahead. Can you unmute yourself, Sharon? Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I have been listening, and I'm enjoying this. And um, uh, is it L A U F F? W-A-R-E? Just one F. Just, oh, just one F. Just and one W-A-R-E. F. And W-A-R-E. That's okay. it. Okay. You got it. I got um, the question that I always like to do, and uh, I know I can go on my phone and pull up the, uh, scan one of the scanners and go through to get to the weather and all. But I, wa- I was wondering if, you know, and then cable, they charge you now just for you to hear the weather. And I know we can hear it on the news and stuff, but uh, are you going to probably put one up there where you can just listen to it around the world or anything? Or 
I could do that, Sharon. You know, see, again, folks, that is why what's going to make this work is input from people. I could go find all of the online NOAA weather radios. I've done that before when I worked at Serotech. I found not everyone, but I found quite a few. Uh, so, right, if you want to hear the NOAA weather in Little Rock, that you could probably click on that and and listen to that. So that's a great suggestion. Uh, yeah, I like that in North Carolina and Connecticut. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I like everybody's weather you know, to know which way what's going on in case I ever get the chance to travel home or something in North Carolina or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty be good. wanting to know what's really going on. Because well, we want you to do to all have, Waterbury, uh, Connecticut, right? Waterbury, right, Sharon? That's right. Waterbury, you're right. But, um... Um, Bill, they, they used to have it uh, on Amazon, uh, on, what was it, uh, Lady A, where you could open up, um, what's that, stream player and yeah. launch the weather? Now they stop that. I, I know. I thought they had a player that you could get the forecast from the Weather Channel. Now, they're, um, Perry coming up at 1 o'clock, he's a weather nut he probably knows all about that and he might be able to tell you that michael are you aware of any weather um, channels on lady? yeah i don't know i usually just ask google and it tells me or but i haven't it's something i did before so i don't know how many know weathers are online if that's what you're talking about those we used to do it all the time on when i did the yeah. website billsparks.org right uh, police scanners you had many of those scanners of police scanners and of course, you turn me on to that action scanner, and that's such a great app. But there's just some things that, you know, the iPhone has done so well that, you know, we go back and emulate that and find that for the desktop. But but that's a great suggestion. I will look into seeing what we can do and see if there's actually uh, accessible Bill, weather software. Put on your computer and type in a zip code or something. Yeah. Can I ask one, just one more question? Sure. Even though we're talking about this. I was trying, I was on my Victor stream trek, my Victor trek today, and I was just trying to find a scanner that I could listen to, um, but I know they don't have too many in Arkansas, unless you do listen to on your phone, but just, you know, uh, I couldn't find anything, uh, unless I was typing it in wrong on the OO tunes. Well, the problem with scanners, and Jeff can talk about this better than I can, they are going away on the iPhone, they're going away on the Android phone, they're going away on the computers okay. because they're going digital. And am I right, Jeff? Okay. They're yes, they're going digital, but not more importantly, even if they're digital, most of those scanners could be heard under normal circumstances, but a lot of police agencies... And that's what I listen to are de- are encrypting that digital that digital signal, so you you can't listen to it at all. For example, where I live and I broadcast my scanner on the internet, the Colony Police Department, which is the area that I live in, is encrypted. There, the fire is not encrypted, and the EMS is not encrypted, and the public works and all that stuff aren't encrypted. But the police, which is the thing I'm interested, in, is encrypted, and there is nothing in the world that okay. you can do to, to decrypt that encrypted signal. Well, how do you do, can you get the Little Rock fire? That's all I want is the Little Rock fire because well, the alarms be going off in here like crazy where well, I live in Elba Pike. I would say the problem is is if if, if Utoons doesn't have it, which I believe they don't, because I I don't have Utoons. The only other way you could do it is is by 
getting a program on your iPhone, like a police scanner or the one that that uh, that uh, I believe you mentioned before, Bill. I forgot the name of it. You just said it. Oh, uh, action, yeah, action scanner. scanner. Action scanner. Yeah, that is or, the best scanning program. You can scan six stations at a time. It's the only one I've seen like that. Yeah, it is. You can, you can, Sharon could add all three of those, North Carolina, you know, Waterbury and Little Rock, and he listen to all of them on one feed. On it, one it is pretty feed. cool. He's, and it's very you, reasonably priced, $1.99. It's That's cheap. not bad. No. It's it, an app. It's an app. It's an you app have, you have an iPhone, don't you, Sharon? Yes, sir. I have a SE, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, that, SE20. Yep, that qualifies that qualifies as an iPhone. So, yep. Yeah. That would work. It's called okay. Action Scanner so and Action Scanner. Yes. Action Scanner. Okay. And you and get on Thank you so much. You are welcome. Okay. I thank will you, look the weather for you, Sharon. We'll see what we can We'll see do what with we that. can do. Do we have any other like, Yeah, we do. As a matter of fact, okay. we have Jimmy Sparks. Can you unmute yourself, Jimmy? Oh, you can't get that. Um, maybe, maybe not. He's saying you can't get Little Rock. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, hey, Jim. Yeah. Jeff, have you ever seen Little Rock and all your ramblings? Look for uh, There used to be fire. some feeds for Little Rock years ago. I'm yeah. not saying that. I, I will check. The best we'll site check to check it. for the police scanners is a site called uh, Broadcastify, B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-I-F-Y.com. And I will check that after we get off the air today, and I'll check and see if Arkansas, what they have for Arkansas. And my I, I think in the in the app in the action scanner. I think little. I, in fact, I think I have that on my iPhone. In the action, it's in that I got it through the Action Center app. Action. Yeah, that is really the best tool for. I think I knew the guy that, that developed that. He, we knew him from the computer days. We used to work together, and he used to write me. I think he's from Canada, but. Uh, because I used to put those scanning sites on my website, and they were the most popular by far, was the scanner sites, police scanner sites. Yeah, they're just challenging because they come and go, don't they? They're right. They do come they... and go. Yes, they do. And mostly go. Yeah. Uh, I'm not and... kidding. They, they go. I was looking at my statistics, and, and when I went to radio reference, my, my feed, I didn't realize that. My, my feed has been on the air continuously. Since 2001. I can't believe I've had it up that long. Wow. Okay, any other callers before we have a demo coming up? And, well, um, I've got a few people that are hanging on for general things. Uh, do we have anybody else? No, in? I think we, uh, we're we all caught up so far, Bill. Michael, do you have anything in conclusion? Well, well, I think we covered everything. I just would say, you know, go to lawfare.com, L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. You can send any, you, there's a form there you can fill out or you can email info at lawfare.com. But I like if folks use that form and you can kind of let us know who you are. You know, not too much personal info, just your name and email address so we can respond to you and tell us kind of what you would like to see added to the website. 
because uh, that is really what's going to drive it going forward is, is input from people. That really makes the difference. I take everyone seriously. I look at, you know, what you're asking and if it's at all feasible, you know, we're going to do it. And so far, we've been able to accommodate every request to some extent. So I thank you and for the time Mark, to come on here and speak yeah. about it and, and educate and, and make this service available. Uh, to the masses, and I look forward to uh, hearing from many of you in the future. Well, Michael, let me make this offer to you. Uh, you you and Jeff get together, and any time you want to use the Zoom room for your recordings or your podcast or whatever you need, just take advantage of it. So, well, I appreciate that. We might just set up one night of the week or something and yeah. you know, set an hour, 90 minutes, and just... Re- you know, record a conversation and then use parts of it in the podcast. Right. And I know yeah. that I've been wanting to do a review of, of Mike's radio part of the of his site, and I'd like to have you and another person with me, Mike. And I'm, if the three of us could do it together, I think it would be really nice for all things radio. And the double bonus is it would also be nice for the coffee club as well. Very good. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, d- does anybody have general questions or comments? Now we've got a few minutes before we get to our review and recipe so if you want to talk or just any subject is wide open right now there we got him already here we got charles hi and joe and joe Sorensen. okay let's bring up charles first charles can you unmute yourself and then julie is also yes thank you very much let me be quick be quick here um thank you very much real quick um Okay, Jeff, um, this is for you. Um, I sent you an email in case I wasn't able to get on that QBC has the pot stickers on special 1-800-345-1212 and press option four. I think it's, what, $48? It's less than $50. It's an auto delivery plan. I sent you that in an email. I don't know if you on allthingsradio.net. I will get it later on, Charles, and I did see that because I have the notifications on my telephone, on my iPhone, which tells me everything they do. So thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. You're welcome. One more thing. I'm going to thank Dave, if he's still here. Um, you know, how really happy and, and uh, you know, I'm really kind of, it's really neat that on the, um, all, on the uh, Monday, um, Mix It Up Monday, you have my promo that I uh, put on with everybody else's, and I want to say thank you for that. No problem. You know, uh, that's so nice of you to do that. So I, I just say. wanted you guys to know it. So, okay, well, um, I really found this interesting, you know, even though this technology is way beyond me, but uh, still, I think it's important. So, um, okay, well, I'll be out of here then. Thank you, Charles. You are good. Thank managed. you, guys, so Check too, out okay? the Sunshine Report on Monday. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Charles. Joe Sorensen, right. can you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Good, good Good morning here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is Joe. It's 50 degrees, up to 64 degrees. And this afternoon, we have a wind advisory. Hey, Joe, it's your hot air. And down to 34 tonight. And so everything else moving. And Talk about your dream. And anyway, I, I, I had a very strange dream. Uh, Jeff, this concerns you. I was in a radio studio with, with an earphone setting, and you were 200 miles away. And Jeff, you and I were supposed to sing a duet, and I could hear gospel singer Lionel Harris, and I was trying to hit a note. And oh, so it's halfway between dream and half nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and it was, 
and then the note didn't even resume, resemble a note. Well, you're lucky you didn't have me singing because I don't I don't sing. I wouldn't even sing in the shower for God's sake. <laughs> oh wow! Well, that is. <laughs> but we thought we, but uh, he thought you might find that amusing. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's pretty good. Good morning, everybody. I just wanted to you know say hey. We're gonna be uh, hey, going Ellen. out later today. So. And Ellen, we want to turn you on to the Sunshine Report every Monday morning. Right here on The Legend, you can keep up with the adventures of Dave and Chris's cat. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. become quite a thing. Um, yeah. If we don't do it or if we're running a little late, people are emailing and calling and saying, did we miss it? Did we miss hey, it? What time are you doing these reports? Um, well, it just depends on when we have time during the show. It's usually, but not always, between about 9.30 and about 10.15. That's Eastern? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So if you can get the full, get the sunshine report. You can hear a purr and everything. Ooh, and that does sound like fun. Now, if you don't right. like cats, do we, hear, we, do we hear you disciplining her, Chris? No, I guess not. No, no she's <laughs> never, I mean, we've maybe hollered at her a couple times, but that's about all. She's very Like, get sensitive. off the counter. <laughs> she's very sensitive to being fussed at it doesn't take much so i get off the counter right yeah well she hasn't been on the counter it's more the table well well stay the, to the stay out of your food right <laughs> yeah they do that but thank, thank you, you Ellen. i always look forward <laughs> oh. to hearing you guys i know all's right with the world when you're in so that's oh, good. how thank nice you. of you to say that bill thank you all right well you guys We'll be we'll be on listening to the demo, but um, have a wonderful day if we don't get back. You in. too. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, who's the next victim? We got iPhone J- Julie McCullough. Julie, can you unmute Let's yourself? Let's go please? to the state of Kansas. That's right. All right, I'm here. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to consider what phone to get next, and. Um, I, I have a couple people who have told me that the 10XR is the best phone that Apple has ever made. But it does have a possibility for face facial ID. You don't have to use it. But someone told me that when the phone updates, that while it is silent, there are some questions that you have to answer. Um, to make sure you don't get face ID, or it comes back on in foreign languages. Is that really the case? And, no. and what would you do about that if that is? The answer is no, because I have one of those right here. The Occasionally, some of the older, and I've seen it happen maybe one or two times in all my years that that particular thing happens. But I, w- I would really say to you, I would advise strongly that you don't get involved with buying a phone that goes back in time, you know, three or four generations on a phone, because they're going to they're gonna become outdated sooner. And I don't know what you guys think, but if you're going to do that, you might as well buy a third-generation SE or something like that 
you're not gaining anything by buying a phone that was good three or four or five years ago. Yes, I've got that particular phone. But what do you guys say? Well, I have never, we don't have a 10R, obviously, but I've never seen the phone go silent and have questions to answer. Um, voiceover, generally it comes back up and voiceover will announce the questions like, do you want to use Face ID? So now the, sometimes the SE3 does not have Face ID. I don't like Face ID. I don't want Face ID. I don't either, and I don't. I don't want that either. The problem yeah. sometimes is, if it's a really big update, you get those things where it comes up where it's in, and you have to choose your language. But that's usually like a major, major software update. I haven't seen it do that for a long time. Uh, you know, but voiceover you, does read that, right? And if you don't want yeah. that particular feature, you're probably better off with the SE3 because A, it's a lower price B, Face ID is not even an option so it's not going to get mixed up with your phone thing at all plus you have a much faster phone Uh huh. okay, except my issue is I'm not very coordinated and it is it wouldn't make any difference right, wouldn't make any what about the blind shell, I forgot how much that costs that Maybe that would be more for your use, Julie. I'm not sure. I can't. I can't. Exp- I can't say. Um. Well, but you know, if you're if, used to an iPhone, an SE would be a good phone. I, I think. It would, I think in phone. that particular case. But don't go back in time. There's a reason why these things move forward and develop and go on. Yes. And, the, yeah. There is. You and know, so. there, there's a reason for that, and you just don't want. It's like. You know, if you know you're buying a used car, you're buying one. I don't even, you'd have to go to eBay or you'd have to go. I don't even know if you could go to the Apple store and find that particular phone now. Uh My phone has always been silent. Now it's beeping. Uh, Jenny has switched to a Pixel from Google, the Google Pixel. And she's really doing well with that phone but everybody does things different but i would not i mean i've got that and let me tell you a downside i've had with mine but not everybody has my speaker doesn't work very well on the phone on the 10xr but that doesn't mean that everybody's has so yeah yeah earpiece doesn't work Right, the earpiece. So I would personally say, if you're going to buy a new phone, pay 445 or 25 or whatever it is. Yeah. Get you an SE. You don't have to worry about Face ID, and you've got your, you know, your home button and what you got, Jeff. But Jeff, you're just stalling time when you put those types of things off there. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, Bill. The Face ID works perfectly fine on the 10XR. It does. Yeah. But if you don't want that, you don't want it. Right. But, you and know, but that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I, my only concern, and I guess I could try to get a keyboard to hook up to it, is that, you know, with it being smaller, I could make more mistakes faster. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't... <laughs> 
I think the phones are very close to the same size. They're not that much different. Uh, I don't. Well, see, I've got a seven plus. I've, I've got a seven plus. Right, but so I do have a larger one. But I don't think you're going to notice much difference. All right. Is oh, it, okay. But okay. I, I, you know, I had an eight plus, and I went to you know, the 10, and I didn't really notice any difference. I had a 6. I yeah, could those were, it. the 10, the, yeah, an 8 plus, the 10's a, the 10 is about a, the size of mine, um, but I know the SE is smaller, and I hope I can, you know, oh, use, I don't use think it with this keyboard without everything be, making the same mistakes faster. <laughs> I actually find I like the smaller phones for my personal <laughs> personal use better actually it's why we went to the uh, one reasons on the on the pixels is the numbers are right above the keyboard so i don't have to go in and turn this and hit this key to to turn on numbers and turn off numbers and and that kind of stuff and then i showed jennifer the simple way of using the rotor i don't want to talk too much because i'll ruin our our um demo but you know everybody has their own preferences but i so uh, go ahead we don't want to talk about android really but one thing about it is the keyboard the way they set up the screen there's a little more space between the keys too so that you can find the letters a little easier they're not so scrunched together right that that's a big thing so i might try that except that um that i I Bluetooth my phone to my tablet to use Braille, and I and from what you've said, that it's Braille does not work quite as well with the Android kind of phones. Well, it depends upon what Braille display you're using. That that's a factor for that, but that's probably a story for another time. But but yeah. but I would strongly whatever you take away from this conversation, please. Don't get caught up in some of these way older, unless somebody's giving you one or right. whatever. Okay. Don't pay full retail for an older phone. Get the latest and, you know, the, and that one would probably meet your needs, I believe. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Julie. All right, Bill, you're next up in Chicago, then Scott Edwards in Arizona, and then we have 818 out in, I think, Don out in and California. And then we've got a demo. Yeah, real, real quick. Uh, it's raining here, but anyway, uh, I, this is Mike on their voting law in Indiana. If they set up that right, I've had it here in Chicago for a number of years. I can vote online. I can vote by send, send me a paper ballot. And I tried the last time. Uh, I used Ira, and they helped me fill in the ballot, and it it worked. Cause my daughter was here and watched it, and it worked. It it worked the paper ballot with IRA, but uh, I've had done that all the time. And also, you guys are talking about scanners. I agree. The police has encrypted everything because I've got two Bearcat scanners and none of them work in Chicago. I can get the weather, that's all. <laughs> yep, they change and change and change and change and change right, and change. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I have. Is that I just want to mention to, to Mike about the voting. If they set it up right in Indiana, you might want to really watch that. Check with some of the places, but it, it's... Uh, it's accessible on online, and you can also, I did it just to try it, to um, 
see in a huge IRA to help. I bet they don't uh, let them do it in a general election like that. Pardon? I, I bet in Indiana they don't let them do that in a general election. Well, they probably wouldn't. They probably won't. But I mean, I don't. I don't know how they because I know they had the thing before. We had to get a a uh, two people that were certified to come and. And then uh, you didn't know whether they marked the ballot the way you wanted or not. Right, you don't know. Cause if yeah, if they're party people, they're going to vote for that party <laughs> right. or way they want to do it, you know. So. So, all right, that's all I had to Thank say. You, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. You know what they say at Albany? It's very political. Vote early and vote often. That's what they Never mind. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott Edwards. Can you unmute yourself, Scott? Yes, I already have. Hey, so. it's been a long time yeah. since we've all yeah. talked to you. Well, I just, I just wanted to mention something about, I don't know, I know most of us use nowadays our iPhones for reading machines and the like, but if if, if by chance if anyone's in, in the market for a standalone reading machine, I heard a very impressive, um, or it's still, I still have yet to finish listening to it, but it seemed like a very impressive demo of this Lyric thing called the Lyric, I think it's spelled R-L-Y-R-I-Q reading machine that Mystic Access in their latest podcast did a, did a demo of. It sounded very impressive. It's very fast and seems very quite accurate and easy to use. And it's um, just thought some might be interested in it. Just to very very interesting market for us. Yeah, um, it's yeah. the latest. The latest uh, Mystic Access podcast has it. It's uh, the title of it is "Please pl- Please." Uh, place your document which is what it says to you and then you it's like you apparently you just put a document on underneath the camera and it just it sees it and snaps the picture right away and you and interface it with your computer scott well it has a usb it okay, has then. usb ports but i i think you can save stuff to a hard to a thumb drive uh, i don't know very much else i, I didn't get i hadn't gotten into all the features but I'm on it. I still have yet to finish listening to the. So I, just, I kind of paused it when y'all were about to come on. I started oh. listening to it and then switched over to y'all. Anyway, uh, just thought I'd mention it. So how's your mentioned. Braille display working? You remember you got the one from where'd you get it from? APH. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mantis. Oh, it's yeah. Mantis is doing fine, doing really good. I've had for over a year now. So, really Scott, well. don't be a stranger. We haven't heard, we haven't heard you in so long. We, I thought maybe that oh, you had disappeared no. somehow. No, it's, no, I'm still around. I still catch it. Wednesday so, mornings on the legend, mostly. So we're doing we're that's, doing uh, some different stuff the first hour. So that's why you hear more tech stuff yeah, the next guests week. And my, stuff, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, some stuff. Yeah. So. So we got we got tired of sunshine the cat, so now we've moved on. So, but <laughs> we're just I was going to say, Scott, Scott, you can't even talk about the dogs anymore because you don't even <laughs> they don't right. make any noise at your place anymore. Hardly. Well, the dog next door might sometimes. But <laughs> so L lyric. Okay, so L Y L Y R I Q. I think where they spelled it. We'll be on it. I promise you. They're in my podcast list, and they do uh, very, very yeah, good demos. Yeah, the, the latest one is called Please Place Your Document. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 818, I, I, that's in the San Fernando that Valley or out in California. Don. That's, it's that Don out there. Go ahead, Don. Unmute yourself, please. Uh, yeah, I think we're unmuted here, Jeff. Uh, I just, uh, Sandy and I, we just wanted to come on for a few seconds here because we know 
time's a little getting a little short. But uh, Sandy had something she wanted to say, and I just wanted to say how much I enjoy the Sunshine Report and the Coffee Club and Radio Tim and all things radio. And uh, we we think Radio Tim enjoys us, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. As for us, we'll keep the Sunshine Report coming. Good. Yeah, we had fun with that. Uh, uh, Sandy was pretty jazzed about the kitty finally telling you what... What about the windows? That was so cute about She wanted the windows closed. She runs the house. That was pretty neat. Uh, I also wanted to say... Go ahead, Bud. I'm sorry, Don. Go ahead. Yeah, it's okay. Thanks, uh, Jeff. Uh, I just wanted to say, too, uh, I don't know if we have too many people here in Los Angeles or anything, uh, except for myself, but uh, Sandy and I both go over to the Braille Institute. Uh, Well, we did, you know, of course, when they had the Braille Institute was uh, available to go to. It still is. It's online. But uh, they have a, a section there for people with computers, uh, who have questions, and uh, they help them out. It's called uh, Connection Point, and uh, we'll finally be able to go over there uh, in April at some point, uh, or the 1st of May. Braille is finally opening up after a couple of years, and so if I have any questions about uh, the computers and stuff, which I do, I'll be able to finally go over and have those questions answered after two long years. Hey, I hope so, it's uh, COVID-free this uh, summer. Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, we sure uh, we're sure waiting for not having to wear masks and that, but we'll start to wear them for a while, I guess. Yeah, we thought it was going to be like two weeks. It was yeah, yeah, two years plus. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let you guys get to your demo and stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, Jeff, you mentioned that song about a small circle of friends by Phil Oaks. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you and I are about the only ones that like that song. <laughs> well, I like no, it. no, 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 no. you got a guy named Tim who likes it as well. As a matter of fact, if you're real nice to Tim today, maybe he'll play it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but, well, today. we may not be able to do it today, but tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Well, uh, good, good morning, you. all, and uh, we'll see you another time. Thank uh, you, Don. Fair winds and following seat. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Sandy, and we'll ask Sunshine what she thinks we ought to do. So she'll guide us. Um, Sunshine thinks we should probably do the demo. Let's see. <laughs> I like the way you said that, Chris. Hey, if I could, I'd like to mention one thing before you start the demo, because I don't know if I can stay around until we finish. Sure. But, just want to remind folks to make sure you tune into The Legend on April 16th to Saturday, 2 p.m. Probably one of the most exciting global events that I could recall as the blind community unites throughout the world uh, for provide with you. It's a relief uh, for the folks of Ukraine, the blind citizens who either are staying in very hard times or had to flee their country. And uh, many radio stations throughout the World, our planet Earth will be broadcasting the event, including the legend, and it's all kinds of blind, talented musicians and poets and, and everything throughout the world will be contributing their works and they'll be raising money. And I, I think it's going to be an awesome event. And I know Bill City's simulcasting it, and that's Saturday, 2 p.m., April 16th, the day before Easter. So that should be a very exciting event to listen to. So there we go. All right. With Sunshine's permission, and thank you, Michael. 
Let's start going to the demo right now. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. Y'all gonna love this. Yeah, and today we've got a product that doesn't use batteries. It's not electric and all that kind of good stuff. No smartphone. And no smartphones, and it's cheap. That is, the price is is nice. So today we're going to talk about, and this is really kind of weird. This is a salt dispenser. Um, it's a pro prodyne um, one touch salt dispenser. It's really amazing, and it does work. And without batteries, that's great. <laughs> um, okay. I think I will get have Chris give you the information about the product, and then we'll get into the description. We found this on QVC. It was on in the kitchen with David one Sunday, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's item number K five one six seven seven. Uh, it is a Prodyne, P-R-O-D-Y-N-E, that's P-R-O-D-Y-N-E, one-touch salt dispenser. If you want to order it, you can go to qvc.com and put in salt dispenser in the search field, or you can call QVC at 1-800-345-1212 or 800-345-1515. And order it by item number K51677. Or tell them you want the Prodyne salt dispenser. Um, it's cur- its regular price is $22.31. It is currently on clearance for $14.12. $14.12. So, and it holds approximately 6 ounces of salt. All right. Well, it it's relatively simple to use. It's about seven it's inches, inches tall. tall, and on the very top of the, it, it, it's wider at the bottom than it is at the top. For and those it, of you who've seen the the tall Tupperware salt shakers that are sort of hourglass shape, it's shaped like that. Yeah, it so it it's clear acrylic. It's round. It's it, it's about two inches uh, around. So and it, but it's wider at the bottom than it is at the top. I'd say the bottom is about two and a quarter inches in diameter, and the top is probably about an inch and a half, maybe. Right. So let's see. I'm going to put my recorder in my pocket here so I can use my hands. Okay, there we go. Now I have this salt shaker in my hand, and. Um, like I said, it's about it's about seven inches tall, and on the very top, um, you'll see if you if you if you sort of put your fingers around the sensor the salt dispenser, and you bring them up towards the top, and you'll see there's a lid on the top that you can screw off, and um, but right on the top of that lid there is a button. And that's what you're going to use when, well, when Chris explains how to use it, um, how to get the salt out of this thing. Uh, so but what you do is you take the top off, 
and once you, you screw the top off you pull that out and that's where you fill the shaker you fill it from the top now on the bottom of the unit Okay, we'll leave the lid on there for now because I don't want to spill salt all over the place. <laughs> and that'd be my luck. I did put it in a big bowl because we're doing this in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> and in my recliner. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want salt all over my recliner. So on the bottom of this dispenser, clear down at the bottom, you'll feel like a little ridge and there's a there's a cap on the bottom and you take that cap off just a round flat cap it's a round flat cap and inside there is a funnel and what you, you have to do you got to get your fingers get a grip on this funnel and you sort of turn it just a little bit and you pull the funnel out now it's not going to look like a funnel when when you see it in there because what you're going to be seeing is it just doesn't look like a funnel, but it is. So, okay. So, I, I, anyway, I took the cap off, and I'm, I'm going to pull the funnel out. Well, I better not pull it out now because I have uh, salt in it. So, I guess I won't do that. You can pull it out as long as you don't push <clears throat> it. Uh, if it doesn't come out very easy, turn it just a little bit. Take a hold of the, uh, the bottom edge of the funnel and turn it a little bit and pull the funnel out. Once you do that... Then, now, if you had salt in it, that would empty the shaker into a bowl, which would be a really good idea to have it underneath there. <laughs> and if it didn't, then what you're going to do is you're going to put the, you're going to have the, leave the funnel out, but put the cap back on the bottom because you're going to be filling it from the top. And from there, I'm going to turn this over. So they get my recorder back out again to Chris. Okay, let me have here. I need the bowl. Oh, you want the bowl? Okay, just in case. So if you you actually can pull that funnel out without salt coming out, and what you do once you pull the funnel out, and once you take the top off. You screw that off the yeah, top. Yeah, it screws off, and the button comes off with the top. Now, you spill a little bit of salt from the top when you take that off. You put the funnel on with the skinniest part down. You put that on the top, and it does make a little funnel, and you just fill it up like that. And then you pull the funnel off, and you put the funnel back on the bottom with the skinny part pointed down. Put it on, give it a little turn so it stays in there good. Then you put your bottom back on. That's the round cap. The round cap. Then I'm going to put the top top back on. That's that's actually the technique you use to fill it. Now, when you want to dispense salt, you pull the bottom cap off. And you leave the funnel on, but you pull the bottom cap off. And you push the button one time. From the top. The from the top. top the top button. And if you, I don't know if you're going to hear this. Get the, down some. Down a little bit. There you go. Okay, that might, I think that with the compression, it might pull that up where you can hear the salt actually coming out and hitting the bowl. 
Now, every time you press this button, the first press gives you a pinch, which they say is a sixteenth of a teaspoon. This is really for salting food on your plate. And when you push that button, you get a pretty wide dispersal of salt. Two presses give you a dash. So you could use it for recipes as well. And that would be an eighth of a teaspoon. So every press adds a sixteenth of a teaspoon. So if you wanted a half a teaspoon of salt, you'd have to press it eight times. That might get sort of cumbersome, but it works. And if you wanted a teaspoon, of course, you'd have to press it 16 times. And that's when you get into it. would be just easier just to get a, a regular um, jar of salt or whatever you keep your salt in for measuring and uh, just measure it out that way. But it will work. And But primarily it is for... It is primarily for food. Right. So, but it, it's it's kind of cool, and it's not real expensive, and it doesn't require batteries or electricity or a smartphone. So, I don't know. You know, we thought you might kind of like to hear about it. And it, like I said, it's great for salting things on your plate because it controls the amount of salt you use. And it does have a... When you press the button... It, it does dispense it out a little in a little bit bigger round circle than the salt dispenser itself. So it does a pretty good job. It would be good for getting a little bit of salt on sliced tomatoes or something like that. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob, yeah. <clears throat> but one of the reasons I wanted it is because... <clears throat> It's real easy. I've got a salt shaker that pours pretty fast. It's the one I use in the kitchen for cooking. And it's one of the Tupperware ones, and the whole lid pulls off, and you can get a spoon down in there, and I like that. But the problem with the shaker is it does dispense quickly, and it's real easy to get too much salt sprinkled on something, especially tomatoes. We don't use a lot of salt at the table, but... And this thing will do that. Yeah. That's what's really nice about it. Dave does like salt on sliced tomatoes, and I don't want to put a whole lot, and it's easy to control it with this and so that's one of the draws for me now you can put other spices in it too we have not so we can't really tell you how well that works but they say you can put other spices in it also that's pretty amazing because you can because of the fact that you can put spices in there because you know you can you know like a lot of times like if you're making spaghetti or something like that and you're putting extra spices or whatever in there and you can either get too much or not enough and this way you can sort of regulate what you want because it doesn't come out real fast I am thinking I might want another one for cinnamon and sugar for cinnamon toast or something like that. There you go. That works. It's it's hard to get a good sprinkle and know how much you're actually sprinkling unless you know your shaker really well. But this, this takes care of that problem. Well, do you want to give the information about the product? I can do that. It's it's about seven inches tall. It is clear acrylic. It holds about six to seven ounces of salt. I got this one from QVC. It is called a Prodyne, P-R-O-D-Y-N-E, one-touch salt dispenser. Um, if you go to qvc.com, you can put salt dispenser in the search field right now. It's the only one that comes up. It is item number Q. 
K51677, and you may either order it on qvc.com or you may call 800-345-1212 or 800-345-1515 and order item K51677. It is currently on clearance for fourteen twelve, so I wouldn't wait too long. Its regular price is twenty two thirty one. Um, let's see what else. I guess that's all I can really say about it. All right, I love it. I do too. I, I <laughs> really like easy it. to use. It's and kind it. of a a silly thing to do a demo, I guess, in some ways, but I really do like it. We're always looking for things that are low priced that don't necessarily use batteries and things like that and it, it's it's hard to find things that are really accessible so if there are if there's something that you want that's not real expensive now we will do demos on things we buy that we want that are more expensive we don't want to pay a lot for something we don't really want in the first place but if you can think of something that's not real expensive say less than 50 bucks um, and you want it demoed, let us know, and we'll see what we can do about it. All right. Well, that's how it works. We're as happy as can be with this product. And um, if you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure that you get the information you need. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding the one-touch salt dispenser during this broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646 876-9923 press pound follow the instructions enter the meeting ID which is 287-723-4600 press pound one more time when you're asked for a user ID press pound again and you will be in the room with us where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding the one touch salt dispenser all right well that's how it works and that's all the time we have for this demo stay tuned next week for another another exciting exciting demo demo. sounded good Chris there you go it didn't turn you into a pillar of salt, did it, Dave? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I guess we have anybody have any questions about the salt dispenser? If not, Chris, you've got a, a recipe. Okay, we've done this one before a long time ago. It, we haven't done it recently enough that it is in my list that I'm keeping. So this is um, chicken noodle casserole, and it has become one of our favorite things, especially wintertime things, and also something you can stick in the oven and have plenty of time to visit with company or whoever, and you can actually have it pretty much made the day before you can make the casserole the day before and just hold off on the topping and you can actually mix the topping up 
the day before just don't put it on so it works out really well those of you who get the recipe on the list on the coffee club list remember there's two lists there's the announce list and then there's the coffee club list so the coffee club announcement goes out to the announce list if you want the recipe or information on the demo, then you would need to go to get on the coffee club list. Anyhow, there's two versions of the recipe that you'll be getting if you're on the list. I'm only going to do one today. I'm going to do the smaller version. There is a larger version that will be included in the email that you get. One chicken or four skinless, boneless chicken breasts halved or dark meat if you prefer and on your chicken you're going to want to cut it up and take the skin off of it Uh, go ahead and do that nine ounces of wide egg noodles two 10.75 ounce cans of condensed i use cream of chicken you can use any cream soup you want and about a soup can and a half of water or milk or chicken broth or any mixture that you so choose, but about a can and a half of liquid. One to two ounce cans of Jeff's favorite peas, mostly drained. Salt and pepper to taste. One cup to one and a half cups of crumbled buttery round crackers. And if you use the Ritz brand, that's approximately a roll. One half cup to three quarters cup of butter or margarine, and that's a half. I mean, that's a whole stick to a stick and a half, because a stick is a half cup. What you're going to do is you're going to spray a nine by thirteen pan, and you're going to poach your chicken in a large pot of simmering water. And if it's skinless, boneless, it's probably going to take 10 to 15 minutes. If it has skin and or bone, it's going to take longer. It's probably going to take more like about half hour, maybe 40 minutes, depending how large your pieces are. And then you're going to take your chicken out of the water, save your water. It's a nice thing to have. So save your water, take your chicken out. Put the water back on to boil or turn your burner back on and add your noodles. You're going to cook the noodles according to package directions. That is usually somewhere around 8 to 10 minutes, but just look at your package and cook them that long. Cut your chicken into small pieces. Mix it with your noodles when they're done. You're going to obviously drain your noodles. Once your noodles get cooked in the water, you can throw that water away. So mix the chicken and the noodles in a large bowl. And then add your soup and your broth or liquid mixture, whatever you're using. Season it with salt and pepper. Uh, Gently stir that together. Add your peas. Gently stir it together again just to get it mixed up. You don't want to mash your peas. Put that in your prepared 9 by 13 pan. Uh, Preheat your oven to 350. Melt your butter in a microwave or small saucepan in a microwave-safe dish. Remove it from heat. Stir your crackers and your butter together. Put on top of the casserole. And you're going to bake that in your oven for 30 to 35 minutes or until it's heated all the way through and your topping is nice and brown and a little bit crispy. And believe me, when you're baking it, it smells wonderful.
can smell those buttery crackers and all that butter. Oh, my. Could I substitute carrots for peas? No. Yeah. Some I, I know somebody that substitutes broccoli for the peas. What about I, celery? Uh, There'll be a lot of celery, but yeah, you could. Yeah. You would want to cook it first a little bit. Okay. I was going to say, I just saw a recipe that says, for Jeff Bennett, add two cans of peas. <laughs> and oh, and you don't want to forget the... You don't want to forget the lima beans. You can substitute lima beans, Jeff. Yeah. You know, I I am sorry that I ever, ever mentioned all of my eating. (laughs) I think think you should substitute butter beans, even for the lima beans. (laughs) Canned butter beans. Is that what you're going to serve me if I come to visit you guys in Indiana? Yeah, canned butter beans and some peas, and we'll just have all kinds of good things. If you go see them in Indiana, it'll be butter beans. If you go see them in Florida, it'll be lima beans. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> if you come and see us in Indiana, it might be fried nugs. Who knows? <laughs> you know, now, uh, that would oh, be the main course. I was going to say something. I better be, <laughs> I better be careful. <laughs> she might french fry pretty well. I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> you think we could french fry her, Chris, if we stripped her for a lining? Nugs and noodles. Yeah, I like nugs and noodles. That's the name of a restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think there is a restaurant called Mugs and Noodles, isn't there? No, but but that's so evil, Jennifer. That's (laughs) such an evil thought you have. Hope Jackie's not listening. (laughs) If she is, I'm sure I'll hear about it. I'm sure sure (laughs) you will. (laughs) We wouldn't really do it. But we might say we will. Yeah, we it's might. sort of like the poor bird. How many times have you threatened to drop her in the fire? <coughs> oh. I even offered her choice of methods the other day. Lots of times. She knows you wouldn't do it, though. I, don't bet on it. Was, yeah. I was going to say, don't bet on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That bird's going to outlive you guys by God knows how many more years. Because they, they can live to be almost 75, 80 years old, I understand. Some yeah. of can live to be 100-something. Oh man! <laughs> How come we didn't hear the bird during the podcast? Is that because you were uh, you were in the we were in the living room? Well, she uh, was in the she was talking, but the recorder didn't pick her up. And she was saying, "All right, okay, thanks a lot." But real, she's real quiet. <laughs> that particular day, she was quiet. Yeah, they, you know they do. They are intelligent. They have like the intelligence of a three or four or five year old, I think, or maybe a little older. I don't know, but they seem to. They seem to say they seem to say the the, the the greatest things at the most inopportune times. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we don't want anybody teaching her bad language. My friend has a had a parrot that could imitate the sound of the mar- microwave and the sound of the touch tone phone. Oh, she's very good at sound effects. She can do the air fryer, the microwave, all kinds of things. You said she could do the lock screen on your iPhone too. She used to. She doesn't do that much anymore. But back when the phones used to say screen locked, she said that a few times. <laughs> they, they they key in on certain words that they enjoy somehow, I think. Yesterday yeah. she said excellent. <laughs> at, at what point did she say that? Why did she say it? Was, was there a rhyme or reason? No, that? no, there wasn't any reason. And she can't quite say sunshine. It's sunshine. Okay. S H must be hard to say. Yeah. 
does she imitate other animals? Like, like if there's a dog or a, or, or a dog, has she, can she bark like a dog sometimes? Or she, she can bark that? like a small dog. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't think she can meow though. Yeah, she can. No, has she, she can. Up, she cooking? can meow. Has she ever picked up anything from TV? Yes. Um, back in 2010, 11, 12, when they were trying to get health care through, she started talking about health care and America. Well, Not necessarily she, in the same sentence, but... She said she said and, the doctor said before. Yeah, she said, my doctor said, you know that commercial, my doctor says. One day she said, my doctor said, shut up. I said, I'll bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine that one. <laughs> He'll say, I'm paying your salary. <laughs> he, he's she not talks here about to hear that. <laughs> cats and birds a lot. Oh. No. Well, let me ask you one question. Though. Do you ever have to take her to the vet? Have you ever had to do that since you've had her? No, she's she's never been sick. Um when my first wife passed away in there for a while, you know, she didn't talk a whole She would talk to me, but anybody else came in, she wouldn't have anything to do with them. And then when Chris and I got married, she wouldn't have anything to do with Chris for about a year. She would only take food from me. She wouldn't. <clears throat> she would. I guess now, I, I guess then she finally decided that Chris wasn't going anywhere, so... <laughs> But she's always gotten along with your son. Yeah. Uh huh. And you have, and you told us once that that you have a special cage with special special things in it, so you don't have to clip her beak or clip her wings or anything, anything like that. Or right. And before I came up here, I sent her a bell on a, this plastic chain that she still likes. Who's yeah. the one that has to clean your cage? I do. And you have to do that he, every day or two? No, every every week, once a week. He does her cage, and I do the litter, litter robot. robot. Litter robot. Well, there's one thing it sounds like that she has. Not the bell. It sounds like there's a big plate that she's playing with in the cage. Is that something different? Uh? That is the seed catcher. Dave has tried to get it where she can't lift it up and down, but she still can a little tiny bit. She does. Now, I don't know. She... She seemed to. I had a dream that Jennifer got a cat, but she never had to change the cat box because it <laughs> never had to be changed. <laughs> Maybe the cat did it by it. itself. Yeah. No. Maybe she had one of those genies where they say you can. The litter washes itself, and I don't know what all it does. Maybe it was Pretty Kitty, where you're supposed to turn colors and last for a month, and then you get a new shipment in a little tiny bag. Does she ever eat any human food? Thunder? Yeah. No, not... Yeah, um, yeah thunder, yeah. Little tiny things, maybe. Like little bites. So... Like a cookie if it's like, not chocolate or something like that. If they like vegetables? If the power yeah. ever went out, what would you... Of course, you have a generator, but if that didn't work, like that one storm you guys had or one problem... What would you do about heat for her? We would probably use the stove oven. We have had to do that a time or two. We just have to turn it off and on. I don't. I don't mean put it in the oven, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we we what we would do we would shut all the doors in the kit uh, in the hall so that we're not heating just we're only heating the kitchen we might have to hang a blanket up over the door the, that we don't have a door for the the big archway that goes into the living room um and then we'd have to run the oven periodically we just what? have to one of us would just have to stay awake if it lasted a long time and what's the name of that to take turns what four and twenty thunders baked in a pie no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i tell her that song once in a while i'll tell her four and twenty parrots <laughs> yeah Baked up in a pie. <laughs> yeah, there you sunshine go. Would, maybe sunshine would keep her warm. So oh. what's so on the menu today, Chris? What are you cooking Mid- in the kitchen today? Um, We're having beef and broccoli, a skillet meal from Schwann's. Oh, that hey, sounds good. Quickly, Chris, have you found the DoorDash app to be usable? I, mean, I can use it, but once there are some days where nothing seems to go right on that app, and I can't figure out why it works one day and one day it doesn't. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. They have a lot of updates. All I can tell you is make sure your screen recognition and um, what's that other one? Uh, image. Image. Yeah, make sure those are off is all I can tell you. And it, it will work a lot better. I have had a time with like we tried to order from Little Caesars the other day and we actually did but we did it on Uber Eats. The problem with some of these restaurants and I can't figure out what's going on. All of their menus, some of their menus are all mixed up. They'll say you'll have a heading that says um say desserts. And right in the middle of desserts will be an appetizer or a main dish or a that's side. What, that's what I found with DoorDash. I couldn't figure uh, out how to Yeah, yeah that's to... what I mean. DoorDash is bad about that. On the Android, it breaks it down into category, makes it a little easier on DoorDash. But it's in categories, all right, on the iPhone. They but just they're maybe mixed up. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, really. We got Gary with a quick question. I think. Can you unmute yourself, Gary? Yeah, I noticed on the Uber Eats app, and this is just the last couple of days, that if you're you cannot. You can flick up, you know, the quantity. You flick up to, say, two, and it still shows one in cart. So you can't change the quantity, so you have to go back into whatever it was and re-add it. And that's uh, a situation we've reached out notes recently. It's kind of mildly annoying, but it is what it is. Sometimes there's a plus button that's next to that quantity in the yeah, uh, it this didn't have that. It just and it showed two is the quantity. It showed the quantity is two, uh, but when I added it, it only added one. Huh? Maybe there's an update cart, so it would update. Two Throw or, your phone against the wall, Gary. That'll fix it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, did, I already did that, but then it that bounced back. It's my view on that old song. My boomerang won't come back. My phone did come back. That's why. Yeah. That's why I never tried playing that. That tennis game with one of those that they have for your phone, where you swing your swing your phone like you're actually yeah. hitting the ball or whatever. I thought, sure as well, I'd be throwing my phone across the room. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Gary. No. Okay, sure. <laughs> Boy, we must have something hey. popular coming on Tim's show because all of a sudden the listeners came roaring in. <laughs> and, we, and we do have the guy who always comes in at the tail end, Dick. Can you unmute yourself, please? 
Hello there. I well, you, always, you always do that. I thought you were watching Highway Patrol or something. No. I got uh, real quick questions for Bill. First of all, is it going to be in the, a noon show today for you? Yes. You and, uh, good, okay. Second question. Uh, the uh, site for uh, Michael is lawfbear.com, right? Right, L-A-U-F. Okay. Yeah, and last but not least, for uh, Chris and Dave, can you have, has your bird ever, have you ever taught your bird to say, leave the cat, leave the bird alone, sunshine? <laughs> no, we haven't had to do that, because they don't really bother, they get they along they, really well. She they, calls the cat over, but the cat ignores her. Yeah. Sometimes, oh. and she got this from us, sometimes she'll say, cat's up. <laughs> to which I respond, mustard. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you, Dick. I think everybody should start a GoFundMe page and get Jeff's sister a cat. Oh, thanks a lot. There you go. She'd kill yeah. me and she'd kill all of you guys. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, since Jeff says that's what she wants, we'll start a GoFundMe page. Thank you, Bill. Right, I knew you'd well, appreciate We've got a whole bunch of songs that are worth their weight in salt coming up okay. right after the beginning well, of the show. All right. anyway, as soon as I hit a find the button here, Tim, we'll see you guys next week, and I'll be on in two hours, and Tim is next, and that's where the real show is. So we'll see you.